This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Oh! Yes. Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekin sucks. Jordan Addison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. I am looking at a Knicks box score right now. They win 109-105 over the Pacers. 40 points for Jalen Brunson, even though he was only one of six from three. But how about the, yeah, Trista, because guess what I took too, and you're there. Dante DiVincenzo finishing with 20 points. Nope, nope, not 21, not 22. No, 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 20. And here's the best part. He was, get ready for this, 8 of 26 from the field. So he took 26 shots, but 16 of those were threes. He was 4 of 16 from three. When did Dante DiVincenzo turn into Steph Curry? This guy has been throwing up 15, 16 threes every single night. I just think that there's something in the water where if (laughs) I take a bet, it doesn't really matter which player I choose. I'm going to get effed around. Jalen Brunson over, he'll hit the under. Jalen Brunson under, he'll hit the over. Dante DiVincenzo, never bet Dante DiVincenzo in my damn life. And yet we get screwed. I think he had 16 or 14 at halftime. Yep. He had eight in the first three minutes of the game. Jalen Brunson had two yep. points in the first eight minutes of the game. What What am I doing wrong? Who did I spite? Who have I smited? I need to get back on the winning side. And you know what's wild? So, like, I mean, Brunson has 40 points tonight, really efficiently, too, 15 to 30 from the floor. Like, Dante DiVincenzo attempted 26 field goals tonight. He played 37 yeah. minutes, but he was eight for 26 from the floor. Four of 16 from three. We live in a world, in a universe, where Dante DiVincenzo has the freedom to go out there and chuck up 16 three-pointers in a game. But Knicks win. They cover all numbers. Lakers went out right against the Celtics, by the way. Uh, I should have taken some money line. But, um, man, Knicks are fun right now. And this is what Tibbs does, though, with guards. He's really good with point guards and, and, and with, with these backcourt dudes. I mean, um, and the Knicks are fun, man. And who knows? Maybe maybe they do make a run to the NBA Finals or the Eastern Conference Finals this year. At least at least the Knicks covered. They covered the three. Yeah. They covered the three and a half. They covered the one and a half. I had that plus LeBron James rebounds, but that got obviously voided. So I do, I do win one bet today. I do win one. <laughs> it's You know what? I, here's what I would rather have right now, guys. I'd rather have bets lose and get it out of my system now so everything leading up to and during the Super Bowl is in a good spot. Get the losses out of the way now. I'll take that because I got way too much on the Super Bowl already, and I'd I'd rather keep it that way. The Knicks have won nine straight games now. They're the hottest team in the NBA. And you guys scoffed at me for making them number one in my power rankings. How can you go against this team? Milwaukee loses in Portland. You got the Celtics losing to the Lakers right now. The New York Knicks are the hottest team in the NBA, and they will stay number one in my power rankings, damn it. They're not going anywhere. 
Yeah, dude, this is a team that's le they're legit, bro. They were on the ropes against the Pacers. Pacers are giving them their best shot. Hook, jab, jab. They're just ducking and diving. They're covering the numbers. What are they like? 15 and 3 against the spread since they've traded 14 and 3 against the spread since they traded yeah. OG and Anobi. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun too. A lot of fun to watch, man. And uh and it's good because in the East I mean, we need some competition. We need some parity. I, I was really high on Orlando coming into the season, and I know they're young. We all were. Um, yeah, we all were. But, you know, I wanted them to make that next leap. I mean, we keep talking about the Knicks. I kind of like the Pacers, too. I, I don't know if they're going to be able to win a playoff series. They don't play a whole lot of defense. But, man, they're a lot of fun to watch right now. Um, yeah, it, it's funny. We're, I mean, we're just going to talk about this all season long, and then Milwaukee's going to end up making a run and figuring out at the right time. Watch. No. Not with no, Doc Rivers as their not. head coach. They're losing in the second round, damn it. <laughs> Man, maybe even Doc can't mess up having Dame Lillard and Giannis when we get to the postseason, though, you know? Bro, he messed up everywhere he's ever been except for the Boston Celtics <laughs> one time. And look at all the yeah. talent that they had. And he almost squandered it away if it wasn't for Tom Thibodeau. I don't know how he didn't win three titles over there. He's not good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. It's a good By point. the way, Dr. really Rivers. quick, I have a, I have an, I have a very important update for the peeps. Something just to get us back to where we were at around seven oh five. My lash girl, who has been ducking me, has mm. uh, told me she was putting me on her wait list. And guys. 12 30 p.m tomorrow has come nice. open so the lashes are gonna be popping it's important to get in there just in time just before it's over <laughs> oh yeah yeah it is yeah it is um so there's a prop that i really like that mm. i just bet actually during the commercial break not going to lie what do you guys, I got to get your guys' thoughts, though, because it's a big number. We've talked a lot, and we're going to continue to talk, obviously, about Christian McCaffrey in this game. And, like, his rushing receiving yards, 128.5 minus 115 both ways. I'm not going to go mm -hmm. under. I, actually, I'd probably lean under. I'm probably going to play a lot of unders, but I'm going to wait. I like the under in the game. The only thing I've taken the overs on so far is Brock Purdy longest rush and Brock Purdy rushing yards. Took that at 11.5. Um, I know that's a popular play. I don't really care. I think Brock Purdy is going to have to yeah. use his legs. And I do think that yeah. San Francisco is going to run the ball. I think they're going to do the opposite of what Baltimore did. I think they're going to use some heavier sets. And I think they're going to run the ball against Kansas City, especially off tackle, because that's what you're supposed to do. That's where they struggle to defend. And uh, what do you guys think about Christian McCaffrey, though? Longest rush. BetMGM has it right now. 17 and a half yards. It's minus 120 to the over. But I really like that. Rather than going like full game total on the yards or the receiving, what do you think about just longest rush going against the Chiefs? He's went over at least 17 yards for his longest rush in 11 of 18 games this season. He's only yeah. missed it in seven. And it's the Chiefs defense who, man, like they're only contacting running backs at or behind the line of scrimmage on just 37% of attempts. And I know like in the postseason, they're a completely different team. Chris Jones becomes a superhero and he's much better against the run but McCaffrey when he crosses the line of scrimmage without contact averages eight yards per attempt 
and gains at least 15 yards on 12% of his carries, which is, I believe, the yeah, the third highest rate in the NFL. So I could see him busting a big one, a couple big ones in this game. But it's just like, man, 128.5 for the rushing and receiving is out of control. I might just go longest rush. I mean, I did just go longest rush. But what do you think about yeah. me maybe playing that a little bit bigger, over 17.5 yards if it's available tomorrow when I go to the counter and I'm not limited here on the app? So yeah, longest like was that. 25 against Detroit. Oh. 25 against yep. Detroit, 39 against Green Bay. Only, again, take everything out against Washington to wrap up the regular season. Didn't matter. Only 13 there. 39 against Baltimore, 26, 72, 16, 27. I mean, you look at this season. He's had big breakout runs the entire way. I think that's a really good look there because it gives you, like, if you look at where these numbers have been that I just threw out there, there's a huge gap between the number that they're giving you for the prop and then what the results have been week after week after week. So I, I absolutely yeah. love that, actually. I'll probably actually tell you on that at this point. I'm still looking for some more props to dabble into. Since Good. we only have one game, it's like you're kind of limited on some of these things. you got to really start digging a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, I think especially as people start to bet these things up, and Christian McCaffrey didn't start at 128 and a half, it's starting to get a little ridiculous. Right. I wouldn't go under because it's like the Jalen Brunson thing. You can't really go under on a player like Christian McCaffrey, but you can pass or you can find something else. Receptions, maybe even yep. receiving yards. Like Ryan said, longest rush. I really like 17 and a half feels very, very doable. Yeah. I, uh, and then I'm going to, I'm going to play some unders. One I want to throw at you guys. Another one that I played. Uh, so we all like Isaiah Pacheco and Nick, I know, I'm with you on the rushing attempts. I think that they're going to look yeah. to run the ball yeah. this game. That's another reason I really like the under, man, and why I don't want to go over on a lot of props. I don't know how many possessions we're going to get for both teams in this game. You know what I mean? Like, we know what Kyle Shanahan's MO is. He's going to want to run the ball. In Kansas City, I know we think of, like, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, but this might be a big Pacheco game. But I don't think it's going to be through the air. And I was looking. So, MGM, bet MGM right now, 10.5 is his longest reception. I kind of like the under on Pacheco's longest reception. I'm even looking, even in the playoffs, he's had six receptions of 11 yards or longer. Like, he's not really a big yak guy, you know, through the mm -hmm. air, really. Mm -hmm. That's more, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is probably going to run more I don't know about that. I don't know what the usage is going to look like. I played Edwards-Hilaire over seven and a half rushing yards last week, and we couldn't even get there. But I do like the under 10 and a half for longest reception on Pacheco. And I'll probably add some more throughout the week. But those are a couple I wanted to throw and uh, see what you guys thought about those. I like those a lot. I, I like those. I like that under on Pacheco a lot. Are you going to do anything with McCole Hardman, Hardman? No. I think after last week, you know, like it was kind of a narrative <laughs> bet where I thought maybe they'd want to boost his confidence after he almost cost the team a trip to the AFC championship game, and he was nowhere to be found. So I think I'm going to stay away. I, you know, I'm not going to take – even, man, I'm looking at like MVS receptions over one and a half, and he's made some big grabs. I don't even want to do anything with him. You know, I I don't know. It's probably Kelsey or nobody else, but those prices are ridiculous. You know, any any overs that you wanted, I feel like you had to take like right away. And now everything yeah. seems I, about right. Yeah, I pretty much went in on Monday and Tuesday and just – Went across the board with, because knowing the stars were going to get bet up, but I still, I mean, this is a perfect spot for Travis Kelsey. It's the Super Bowl. We saw what he did last week. He's gone over 70 yards receiving, you know, throughout the playoffs, and he's sitting there at 70 and a half right now at BetMGM. I think I got it 
I got to go back and look. I think it was like 68, something along those lines. So, yeah, I, I just knew, like, again, we've talked about this. Like, the numbers were going to get bet up. It's just going to get through the roof. And also, Taylor Swift's going to be there. He puts up much better numbers. So, like, had to kind of look at that and, and go that route. But, yeah, it's we're at the point now where a lot of these numbers make a ton of sense. I did just tell you, by the way, on that Christian McCaffrey. Put it in right now. It's done. Let's I'm go. in over 17 and a half. Um, pretty much minus 15, minus 115 across the board at every book. So not a lot of people are in on that just yet. I think that's still something that hasn't been bet up because it's a little more down the, right? It's a little more off the beaten path for a prop. And I think that's the direction you have to go now. And even as we get into the next week, sometimes you still get some more of these specials that are going to come out. Some of the really over the top Super Bowl props that we know are, everybody loves to bet them, but you won't see those get bet up as much. And that's when I kind of want to dabble in just some of the crazy ones that are like six, seven, eight, ten 10 to one, whatever the case is. And just say, all right, I'll put a little sprinkle on this. Cause I've done all the, the main, the mainstream props that are out there when the numbers were still lower. Yeah. You guys I think what we do when we get there night one is what, maybe anytime touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was looking at just now. What's the, the what's the price at right now? You can't get oh that's multiple touchdowns. My bad. I was gonna say, wow, those those numbers are crazy. Ten to one. Okay. Good number. Yeah, that's it. not bad. I, I mean some, look at I take some Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, touchdown against Detroit, and then you go back to regular season, one against the Rams, one against Washington. Yeah, ten to one's not bad. That's actually a pretty solid number to go for. Yeah. What we gotta do it. when we get there is get the big prop sheet and just go over everyone. Yeah. I might even talk myself into some George Kittle Super Bowl MVP right now, eighty to one, right? Going against Travis Kelsey, who just broke Jerry Rice's reception record, broke pretty much every record, the greatest, one of the if if not Gronk, then we mm -hmm. it's probably gonna end up we're gonna consider Kelsey the greatest tight end of all time. But George Kittle's pretty yeah. damn good. It's just, you know, sometimes he doesn't get to put up the numbers that Kelsey and Gronk put up because he's also one of the better blocking tight ends in NFL history. And he's in that offense. What if he just goes off problem? There is, you know, kind of like Kevin said, man, it's, it was like Brock Purdy got him the ball then. And in, the narrative right. is obviously Purdy's not going to be regular season MVP. It's going to be Lamar. And there's going to be people with voter remorse because Lamar laid an egg in the AFC championship game. And Purdy's a great story because he's Mr. Irrelevant. And now he's a Super Bowl champ. So, you know, I, I think he would get it over over Kittle, but Kittle at eighty to one is interesting to me. Yeah, he can have a big game against those linebackers from Kansas City if they look to take out Debo and Ayuk in this matchup. Maybe that he maybe he eats in the middle of the field. We'll see. I, I worry in some ways though, because he's such a willing blocker that like we saw against Detroit, he did nothing in the first half because he was out there as a blocker as opposed to going out and taking just any sort of target whatsoever, that you run that risk when a, a, a tight end is somebody that can go out there and do multiple things. They're going to be used in more of the uh, just go out there and do what we need right now, and then we'll get you the ball in the second half. That's the only thing with Kittle, man. Like, great receiving tight end, but also a great blocker, and then sometimes they use him as a blocker, and that doesn't really help you in the props market at all. No, not at all. So I, I I do love Kittle though. I mean I think he could still be in for a big game, but again it's that that Kansas City pass rush could really make things miserable for uh, Brock Purdy when it's all said and done. I mean God, we again think about yeah. what we saw Monday night. When we were at National Harbor. We we're watching Jalen Hurts. Just his life was miserable in that game, and that's what you got to deal with. It's Bet MGM tonight.
Let the conversation continue with Ryan, Trista, and Nick and BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. And we're going to be on site all next week in Vegas. The BetQL Network going to have our shows at the BetMGM Sportsbook in Mandalay Bay. We're going to have all kinds of guests showing up, coming on set, doing all kinds of behind-the-scenes stuff. Check out that all week on our social platforms, all of them, TikTok and Instagram and and, and Twitch and God, we're going to be just literally everywhere. I'd call it Twitter, call it X, whatever the hell. It doesn't really matter. But going to be a great time there. They're putting us up. We appreciate BetMGM, obviously, for all that. And it's going to be a great time next week. Bad news, though, for the Sixers. If you missed that at the top of the show, the breaking news, uh, Joel Embiid, torn meniscus. So the question is now just timetable for how long he's going to be out for the Sixers. Obviously, guys, he's completely off the board now. But when it comes to uh, NBA MVP at this point, which puts... Well, Nikola Jokic, who just last week was 3-1, to one, he's now minus 125. Luka's the interesting one. 10-1, to one, or actually, make it, yeah, minus 145 for Jokic. He was minus 125 yesterday. You got Luka now sitting there from 10-1 to one to 5-1. to one. You just, I love Luka as much as you, Ryan. Like, you know that. But yeah. it's going to be really tough when he's trying to carry this team and put it on his back by himself, which qualifies for an MVP, especially the way that he's playing. But that team's just so bad without Kyrie involved at all that it's going to be tough for them to be anything more than a playing team if Kyrie doesn't play much this year yeah that's why I like I like the number for Luca and I like the fact that you know he's one mm-hmm. of the guys one of the only guys in the league that leads his team in scoring rebounds assists also steals Kyrie really hasn't played and then you know if you look at the numbers I mean Tim Hardaway is your second leading scorer I mean it's it's kind of like a balanced attack the Mavs I mean they're 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 hanging around. I, I would make the case, man, even if they're the sixth seed, even if they're a playing team, Luca at least gets a look for what he's doing right now. Yeah. I mean, you I mean, you sent me the tweet. You compare his numbers to Michael Jordan. Yeah. Michael Jordan was I mean, like, Luca's really damn good. Uh he needs some help though. And the Kyrie move, it's just baffling. I, I thought maybe he would be invested. Maybe he wanted to stay in Dallas. Maybe he was gonna buy in. I just, I don't think Kyrie's ever going to change. I don't think he's ever going to be available 60 plus games. And I think Luca needs some more help. Problem is, what do they have to give up? You know, like who, who, who could they go out and get that's going to help them be a top five seed? So that's the concern. But I still do like Luca, man. Um, you know, Shea, the number is gone, but at plus 275, if they could continue to do what they do, if you think what OKC is doing is sustainable, I think that that's maybe worth a look. And then Jokic is obviously the best player in the world, but do you really want to lay minus 145 in February on that award? I really don't, so I'd probably just, wait. No, it's not worth it. So the tweet you're talking about that somebody sent me that I passed to you because I know you've already bet him to win MVP. Jordan in his sixth season, yeah. 33.6 points a game, 6.9 rebounds, 6.3 assists. Luka in his sixth season, 34.7 points, 8.6 rebounds, 9.6 assists per game. So, yeah, he's putting up monster numbers this year. It's just, like, if you really, if we're being honest, right, if we really looked at MVP truly as, like, take this guy off the team, what is that team? Luka is absolutely the guy that you would put at the top of the list there because this Mavs team right now with Kyrie playing every couple of months, I mean, they're they're as bad as the Pistons. They're as bad as the Hornets or the Wizards. They can't win any games right now. But it's just not going to be enough because you also get votes. It matters, not like Rookie of the Year, where you have to also be on a team that's, you know, top two, top three in the West and the East, unless, again, you average a triple-double and nobody cares about that anymore because Russell Westbrook's done it 100 times since he won MVP. 
Oh, Trista's muted. Oh, she's so muted. Is it the mute? Oh, she's so muted. Yeah, you well. Not we can't hear you. Uh -oh. <laughs> we can't hear you. I don't know what this place is. Ghost in the you machine. You were having issues today. Oh, there it was you go. on. It was on. There you go. Oh. <laughs> You're back in. You had to restart everything. You logged back in, and now we're good. It happened to me at the top of the show. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll blame the tech on that. <laughs> I was going to say, yep, yeah, I was pointing. I knew it was on. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, um, uh, Triple Double doesn't even get you an all-star slot anymore, honestly. Yeah. So it's definitely not getting you an MVP yeah. slot. How far down the board for this award would you guys go? I mean, Giannis. Like, even Giannis. I, but would you even bet Giannis at 8-1? to one? I mean, no. Milwaukee Jaylen right now Brunson? is... Brunson. Yeah. Okay. I'd rather bet Brunson yeah. over Giannis. I really would. I really would. Price price obviously dictates some of that. But if we're being honest, Giannis has already been there. He's won a couple. Yeah. Like and Giannis is but we've seen that, right? We know that guys kind of have their window and that's that's as far as it goes right now. Um, let's see. I mean uh, you know, you know who honestly I, I feel like should get more love would be Anthony Edwards. Really. I mean, look at where Minnesota is right now. He's the best player on the team that's one or two in the West, depending on what day it is. Anthony Edwards, the fact that he's sitting there at 100 to one and is, I mean, he's playing like an MVP on one of the best teams in the NBA, at least record wise. I'd look at Anthony Edwards at that point. I think Has, Brunson so actually is a really good bet. Go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Go like, yeah, I'm with, with Brunson. I was going to say, because he's not an all-star starter. Obviously, Dame was. Has there ever been an MVP who wasn't a starter in the all-star game? In the 57 years the all-star game has happened, the MVP was either in the game or voted in selected, but not as a star. That doesn't mm -hmm. answer my question. Do you guys know the answer to that, though? <laughs> has an MVP ever won the award after not being named a starter in the all-star game? I know a... The only finals MVP to never be an all-star was Chauncey Billups in 2004 when the Pistons won that. But I don't know yeah. if there's ever been an MVP yeah. that was not an all-star at all. Um, I mean, I mean, you go back yeah. and look Maybe at these Steve names, Nash? obviously, Steph. No, Steve had, no, he Nash had to be an all-star both those years, right? Yeah, he no, was an all-star. Even, even, Der even Derrick Rose, when he was the youngest MVP in league history. Remember, that was the year where... All the guys were – oh, Dylan has it. Carl Malone, 1999. There you go. Thanks, okay, Dylan. Okay, perfect. Okay. Malone didn't start? Oh, yeah, that would make – okay, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. But um, – Duncan probably started yeah. that year. That was his second year, right? Or his first year. That's no, Duncan was drafted question. in 98, set up in 99. Yeah, that is a really good trivia question. I might have to, might about, have to write that one down for the boys. Yeah, I like that. Think about this, though. <laughs> How many games has it been since Julius Randle and OG Ananobi were not playing? It's been at least five. 21, 32, mm -hmm. 32, 29, 40. They haven't missed a beat, really, without mm -hmm. two of their five starters. And you're out right. with no Mitchell Robinson. You're probably going to be the number two team in the East. No one saw you coming. He's... He's been an assist machine. He had nine assists uh, against the Jazz, seven against the Hornets, eight against the Heat. Only one tonight, but, like, everybody's getting buckets tonight. Like, nobody's missing. So he's probably getting his own, and he had 40. I think 150 to one, I think we could get 
the loud media to start to scream <laughs> for Jalen Brunson. You said Tatum. You, oh, so you night, found a, right? a one fifty to one. Yeah, he had forty a night. I bet MGM's got him at eighty to one. So a one fifty to one. Woo! Well, I'm looking at the graphic around. right there, and it says plus fifteen thousand. Yeah, no, you're Maybe right. That's... You're right. See, like, well, what happened was the odds have shifted, right? Because of the Embiid injury. Yeah. Embiid is no longer fourteen to one. He's not even on the board right now over at BetMGM right. because he's not going to meet the call. I mean, he's not going to qualify because of the games. So these odds have shifted. That's what I'm saying about this market, though, man. Like Embiid was eight to one, beat Jokic in a head-to-head matchup where I, yeah, he outplayed him, and then all of a sudden he was the favorite or second favorite, right behind Jokic to win the award. You know, his odds shifted from like eight to one to plus one twenty-five overnight. So what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. is their value? You know, Tatum maybe Brunson, as you guys said. I, I wouldn't do anything with with Giannis. We already talked about that. Luca, you gotta you gotta believe that the Mavs can make a little bit of a run here. Yeah, I, you guys might be right. Brunson might be the look. I think I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. Yeah, right now. It's gonna. The question becomes though. I mean, you obviously have to have confidence in where a team's gonna be sitting at the end of the year. So you're looking at SGA and the Thunder. You're looking at Jalen Brunson and the Knicks right now. Because you can probably take Giannis out of the mix. Yeah. So you've got, I mean, and again, that's a good spot to be in. If you look at, you know, I feel like, again, Jokic is who he is, right? But again, you can win it every single year. So I'd probably take him out of the mix. I take Giannis out of the mix because he's won a couple. Luka, you're just not getting enough wins with the Mavs right now. So, yeah, if you're looking at guys that have not won it, where there would actually be value, it's clearly not SGA at plus 275 versus where Jalen Brunson is. Yeah, the only other one I'd throw in there in hasn't won it, could be somebody that could jump up depending on how their team continues to play, would be Anthony Edwards at 100-1. to And he's not getting any love for that whatsoever. But in reality, he's by far the number one guy. He is the alpha on the Timberwolves right now. And if they stay in this spot the entire year, they continue this pace where they're one, two in the Western Conference, you at least have to, if you're looking for value, that's somebody that you would consider given that price and given what he's doing this year. Also, really quickly, because I was trying to find MVP when I was online and I can't find it on this book, but I stumbled upon conference seating and I thought I would give this out because they still have Denver as the number one seed heavy favorite in the West at plus 180. Mm-hmm. You can get the Thunder at over three to one, plus three thirty oh, for yeah. the Thunder to be the number one seed in the West. Minnesota Timberwolves are better than two to one as well. So, I actually think that's—I know that has nothing to do with the MVP, but that is fascinating right now. Yeah, Denver's plus one eighty, Timberwolves plus two ten, and uh, Oklahoma City plus three thirty. I mean, but I'd actually argue, in- Trista, that has something to do with the MVP too, because. Right, like yes. you want to be yeah. one of those top seeds to for somebody to win that. So in some ways, it actually does have something to do with the MVP. True. Yeah, man. Now that you didn't, if you didn't bet Shea like preseason, though, it's probably mm-hmm. just a better bet to buy into the Thunder then, or you know, even at their like prices right yeah. now. Because if you believe that what they're doing is sustainable, then he's probably got a legit shot and should be the MVP. I mean, if you take him off that team. They still have talent. They still have, obviously, mm-hmm. Chet. They have uh, our guy Lou Dort. They have Josh Giddy. But if you take Shea away, there goes 30-plus points a game. And even think about, like, 
when they were trying to tank and they were sending Shea out there and he was balling, keeping them in games. They were winning games that they didn't want to win. They had to shut him down. And people were trying to make the case that he should be most improved player. And we were talking about that. We we're like, why he hasn't really improved. Like he's always been awesome. He's always been really damn yeah. good and underrated. Maybe it's the year that they finally give him his flowers, especially if OKC is the top seed in the West. But maybe you just buy in on them the rest of the way rather than Shea since you missed the number and it's down to, you know, plus two seventy five. Here here's the thing though, with what you point out, right? You say you take Shea off that roster and you've got Chet and you've got like Lou Dort, obviously more of a defensive guy, Jalen Williams. Uh they're probably where the Mavs are, maybe like eight, nine in a play in spot kind of area. You take Luca off the Mavs. Where are the Mavs? Mavs are way down in those standings in the Western Conference. So China, uh, that argument too. And again, yeah. And this is like, so that's the thing is like Shea Gilgis Alexander does have a more talented team, but like every MVP, like go back and look at every MVP. They weren't on bad teams. They all were good teams. Like there was other talent around these guys. So this is the hardest part about the awards market, especially in the NBA, is everything we're doing right now is what different people are going through and how they're justifying who they're going to vote for, who gets first place, a first place vote, second place votes, like all that down the list. And we have to play the game of trying to get in everybody's heads and figure out what's the most logical scenario that most people are going to gravitate to. And it's it's a really, really difficult thing to do when you don't know what every single voter is thinking. When we do get those straw polls coming out, though, that makes a huge difference because then we have a little bit of an idea where voters are actually going. Also, if you like Shay and you think to yourself, all right, what are these marquee matchups down the end of the season looking like? So they play the, the, the Bucks on April 12th. That's a marquee n- matchup. That's the second to last game of the season for them. They play the Spurs, Wemby versus Chet, but also Shea, April 10th. They play the Kings at home on April 9th. Pacers, Halliburton versus Shea on the road, April 5th. Celtics, April 3rd. So there's like four, five, uh, Sixers on April 2nd. Six, Knicks on March 31st. You're talking about the end of the season for the Thunder. There's probably six, seven marquee games for Shea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I it, mean, it, it, and that's what it comes down to. It right. feels like it's an like MVP race. It's going to get yeah. to the point. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be one of those. I know this is the delay. We got to deal with this. It is what it is. But it feels like, Ryan, one of those, these races that's going to come down to that stretch, I think, this year. Yeah. And I mean, that's what it happened last year, too, though. Remember, like, I didn't think Embiid had a shot. I thought it was Jokic's award, and he made that run, and that could happen, man. And the marquee games obviously going to be really big for for OKC down the stretch, especially because it's been so long since they played in those, and they're a great story. Oh, drop my mic off the table here. Now I will say this because I was looking at this tweet real quick that Shams just put out a few minutes ago. I don't know if this actually means anything, but he says to clarify an earlier tweet: the team, as in the Sixers, has not officially confirmed a tear and says that Joel Embiid will remain out through the weekend while a treatment plan is finalized. Whatever the hell that means. This is what happens with this injuries. League. Yeah, this league, right? Hashtag this league. Wrap it up next. Bet MGM tonight. It's time for more Bet MGM tonight with Ryan, Trista, and Nick on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. <laughs> Well, nobody playing defense in the Jazz Sixers game. I mean, obviously no Joel Embiid, though, as of right now, Sham says they haven't confirmed the torn meniscus. 
We'll leave that in what it is. 18 points for Tyrese Maxey at the end of the first quarter. 10 for Tobias Harris. 39-32. Sixers minus Joel Embiid uh, up on the Jazz right now. That's rough. Bad Jazz are... Blow it. Are you, you're sweating this out right now, aren't you? <laughs> no, it's over. They just blew a huge lead. It went to overtime. And they lost 80-72. to 72. Badgers outside of the Cole Center, back on the list. They've done well. They've done well for me this season, so I'm not going to complain. I'm not too angry about it because I lucked out with the Lakers. But I, uh, I thought that was a win, and now it's not. And now I want to go to bed. And I'm really happy that the, they're at home tonight. Yeah. What was the money line for the Lakers, by the way? They were 15-point dogs. Let me check. So I, so it's funny you bring that up. I saw there was a plus 850 because somebody, I just got one of those alerts of like crazy bets. Somebody put down 2300 bucks on the Lakers at plus 850 to win. Yeah. And then there you go. Yep. Yeah. That's ballsy. Can you imagine? Putting two grand on the Lakers without Anthony Davis or LeBron James against the Celtics, and then they win. That don't make no Ooh. sense. That don't, don't make no sense. But it happened. That's why hashtag this league every single time. Yeah, they're plus 850. You're right. So you're getting better. Almost 9-1 to one odds on the Lakers to win a regular season game without their two best players. It's tough enough to bet the Lakers this season when LeBron and AD are on the floor. Uh, let alone without him on the floor. And they got the job done as 15-point dogs. Hashtag this league. Hashtag this league. Now, we do have some of the uh, some of the more novelty props coming out for the Super Bowl. Okay. We're going to dabble in these, obviously, next week, too. But would anybody be willing, if you think Travis Kelsey goes off and the Chiefs win, would anybody be willing to bet that the MVP mentions Taylor Swift at plus 650? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, Andy Reid will mention Taylor Swift definitely as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because he has numerous times. He's like, yeah, she can roll with us forever. You know, Travis hasn't looked this good in in two years. You know, he, he looks young. So let's say it's Pat Mahomes. Maybe even, you know, shout mm -hmm. out to Taylor Swift to, you know, let my, let my boy play one more year. I can't do the Mahomes voice this late at night. But, yeah, I mean, plus 650, decent value. For me, not going to touch it because I think that the uh, San Francisco 49ers are going to win this game. Nick's yep. boy Brock Purdy is going to be at that podium, and he's just going to probably Damn think great. like the Lord. He's going to thank the Lord because he's he's one of those really Which... guys from, from minus 150 is the favorite. What will be mentioned first in the MVP speech? Got a religious figure, minus 150, teammates plus 250, coach 11 to 1, yep. organization 14, family 18, and fans 20. So there you go. If it's Brock yeah. Purdy, that's the direction to go. But it would be a great troll. I'm going to be honest with you guys. If Brock Purdy wins it, Christian yeah. McCaffrey wins it, and then they thank Taylor Swift for being there at the game. Oh, I would love it. If somebody on the 49ers wins MVP and they thank Taylor Swift for being there, it would be fantastic. That's all you want have to be is Nick like – yeah, shout yeah, out Bosa to Taylor would be Swift. Right. <laughs> Makes it so much more sweet. We got bad blood against these bitches. And just like Taylor, <laughs> we took them down. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
him or George Kittle. I think you would need like a big personality to do something like that. But no, no but the, to mention God plus one, uh, I'm sorry, plus minus 150, even at chalk. Yeah, I like that, man. Because if it's mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, I think he's going to thank God and then his teammates. I wish almost you could do the double double like God yeah. first and then teammates second plus 250. Now that'd be a plus EV bet. That would be a very solid bet to go with. Although, I don't know. How many of these do you guys actually bet? Like, I know we talked about this a little bit yesterday, Ryan. We're like the national anthem. And I, there's just, yeah. it's just one of those markets where you look at it and go, there's just so little. In t- like, look, we already don't have great advantages in any of these markets anyway. Some of these are just at the point where it's like, okay, I'm going to do this for fun. I'm going to close my eyes, throw something at the dartboard, and that's what I'm going to pick. I'm going to need some free bets for this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to say, I bet like, I like to bet as much as the next person, but I don't like to just throw my money down the drain. Yeah, yeah, that'd be my recommendation to anybody, right? But I, I like to bet the coin toss. I dabble a little bit in the Gatorade. It's something, see, like, mm-hmm. I like to do that with the family. Like, hey, Nathan, you know, here's five bucks, here's ten bucks. Uh, what color do you think the Gatorade's going to be? That's the best part about the Super Bowl, though is if you have your family in town, if you have your in-laws or just a bunch mm-hmm. of people over, which, you know, I, I like to watch the game at my private party, four people or less. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then it's it's a way that you could all have fun together. You could, you know, everybody could be involved and have a little scratch on the game without getting too carried away, you know, without having like five mm-hmm. Gs on the 49ers, like your boy right here. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you, yeah. So I, I, I dabble. Coin toss, Gatorade, first song, National anthem. I love the halftime stuff, all the halftime stuff, you know, like Will, Dr. Dre, a pair, anything I could get my hands on with that. And then same bet every year, opening kickoff. Will it be a touchback? No. This year I got plus 275 that it'll be a uh, return, which gets tougher, obviously, every year, uh, you mm-hmm. know, since they pretty much eliminated the damn kickoff by moving it up. But yeah, I, I do play quite a bit in the Super Bowl. It's my last opportunity, is the way that I look at it before the season's over and I'm sitting around. Cause oof, the dog days of summer are coming. It's 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 pretty soon where we're gonna be betting win totals and Cy Young futures, hitting on those every week. Oh yeah. Right around the corner. Yeah, I'm not ready for pitchers and catchers, I tell you what. Uh, <laughs> I might have no, to get no. into some MLS. I think MLS will be my calling coming okay good Just you, messy you, you know what trista you do that yeah okay stick with messy but whew, after that i'll be like yeah i don't know i'll stick with uh i'll let andrew our our boss kind of give me some insight on that because i love i grew up playing soccer but when it comes to betting it uh, i'm just i i no, it's just not for me not for me nathan's really into like- soccer right now it's the number one sport in the world is he? Na- nathan he, yeah, yeah i get yeah, it yeah i mean I'll tell you this, man, like they do a better job now than they've ever done marketing their stars. I mean, Ronaldo, Messi, you know, everybody knows who these guys are now. So um, like (laughs) I was looking at the chat. I almost said that I laughed out loud. I uh, it's a great sport. I didn't play soccer growing up. Mm -hmm. It's I mean, it's gotten to the point where, yeah, like it. It's getting more and more popular. It's getting more popular in the U.S. when you have somebody like Messi come over here. And he's, listen, he's the biggest star still in the sport. You come over to the U.S. and you play in Miami and do what he's done. Like, it's going to help the sport 
to a point, but it's not going to surpass the NBA. It's definitely not going to surpass the NFL. Nothing's going to. I mean, do you want to make an argument it could be more popular in some circles than baseball or hockey? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's some big stars there, and they at least know how to market their stars in the sport, whether it's internationally or even the MLS, more than baseball can and certainly more than hockey can. But, you know, there's still going to be diehard hockey fans, diehard baseball fans that, oh, they own written rules. You must follow those. Like, you got all those fans that are out there, but it's never going to be anything past those top two sports. So, I hate talking about uh, about baseball all summer long. I hate to say it. Uh, it feels mm. like the same, especially when you cover the New York teams and you just know what they're going to end up being and you have to, like, tell everyone <laughs> what's going to happen because it always happens the same way. It's almost like telling them every year that Santa Claus doesn't exist. You feel like <laughs> a bad person, you know? I feel like it's just the time now, though, uh, locally, to invest in the Baltimore Orioles, who two years yeah. ago were just a fun story. Last year, uh, were the real deal, fell short, obviously, in the postseason. But now they add another arm and Corbin Burns. I mean, they have pitching, man, Baltimore, and they have hitting. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited. I'm always excited, like, the first month of the season as a Cubs fan, especially this year, spent a bunch of money on Craig Council to come and manage the team. And then, unfortunately, mm -hmm. like, Jed Hoyer, Tom, Tom, uh, Tom Ricketts, everybody went on vacation then for, like, the following month while all the guys I wanted were signed for big money contracts. I mean, realistically, they probably weren't, weren't going to give Otani that money, which I still, man, can't believe that Otani, I can believe that Otani got all that money, but only the, only the Dodgers were going to be able to give Otani that money because Otani's not even going to yeah. be able to pitch this season. And he's already had an injury and now he's coming off another elbow injury. He's one injury away from maybe never like at least being a starter, maybe he could be a weapon out of the bullpen or a closer, but you're pretty much mm -hmm. then just paying all that money for a bat. A very good bat, don't get me wrong. And Shohei Otani is my favorite player all time. I really wanted him in Chicago. Now, I just really want, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take a postseason run. That's, that's, what that's what I'm sure. Well, the, I mean, really it, just the Dodgers are just... The Dodgers are just, it's just the rich get richer, you know? I mean, they look at all the money they've spent. They just throw money around like it's nothing when, you know, Shoei Otani decides that he's just going to defer all of it forever. And it's not like that's anything new in baseball, but damn, it's one thing. The Dodgers were already rich, but then you got a guy that's like, yeah, I'll take the bare minimum so I can just spread this out forever. You can add more talent. When you have an unselfish superstar that's willing to do that, how do you compete with that if you're baseball? Now, granted, the Dodgers will probably find a way to lose in the, you know, They'll lose way before they get to the World Series. It, it happens every single year with them. But, like, good God. It's just, like, how do you, you can't compete with that. That's the one thing about baseball. You look at it and go, yeah, you got some really good teams. We saw multiple young teams get out there and win a lot of games and make noise in the playoffs. But, you know, in the end, even Texas. Texas had a ton of money, and they still won. The Dodgers, it's just, what do you do with that? Like, at a certain point, you got to – I know they're probably never going to have a salary cap in baseball, but – it makes it really tough to watch a sport where you see teams just like the difference in the amount of money they can spend. So, Dylan, it is what it is. Dylan, you're right though, right? I <laughs> I agree, Nick. I got to say something really quick before we get off the air. Dylan, if you were here, I'd put you in a headlock. He put in the chat that the Cubs re-signed Cody Bellinger. It, I got all discombobulated. I got all excited. No, they did not. They did not re-sign Cody Bellinger. They haven't done squat 
Except for bringing Craig Council for 40 mil a year. Damn it, Dylan. That's what you do. You, it's Boston fans, damn it. These Boston fans are nothing but trolls. <laughs> Football Friday tomorrow, sort of, I guess. Bet MGM tonight. That's a wrap. Another show is in the books. We'll be right back here tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern for the next winning edition of Bet MGM Tonight, live from BetQL.